Hey rock stars, this is Beth Azor and I will be going over chapters five, six, and seven of the Retail Leasing Playbook. I hope that you're getting something out of these podcasts. My goal is every week to talk about a couple of the topics that I include in my book, the Retail Leasing Playbook, because my goal is for you to increase your occupancy and lower your vacancies. So today on chapter five, The title is, call six to eight neighborhood leasing agents and make friends with at least three of them. So my, I would say that a lot of my success over the years with leasing my vacancies in my shopping centers have been because of my relationships with my neighborhood leasing agents. And I would tell you that early on when I started to make the calls, the neighborhood leasing agents weren't welcoming. And and my boss at the time said, why are you meeting? Why do you want to have coffee with the neighborhood leasing agents? They're your competitors. And my whole theory was, uh, what is the, what's the saying? A rising tide lifts all ships. I thought that the more that we could work together, the better and quicker we could lease our spaces. And it it held true, and I've been doing it now for probably over 25 years of my 34-year career. When I call the neighborhood leasing agents, if I'm new in a market or I just bought a new shopping center or I'm canvassing with a team in Des Moines, Iowa, I want to introduce myself, explain that I'm leasing the new leasing guy on the block or I, we just bought or took over this property, and want to share with them the vacancies I have, ask what's going on in the market. Now, if I can do some advanced intel on the person, I will, right? So how long has he leased the property across the street from me? How many vacancies does he have? Uh, does it look like they've had a lot of good leasing recently? You know, are there, are there you know, opening signs? Or does it look like he hasn't leased anything in a year? So you want to do some advanced intel so you're not calling calling cold. So I reach out, you know, hey, I'm the new, I I just took over the shopping center. I have got five vacancies. Uh, One is 3,000 square feet and the rest are about 1,000 square feet. I might be getting back my pier one soon. You know, having a dialogue and then seeing if they'll open up to you. You know, what I find is some will be very uh, happy to share information. Some won't return your phone calls. And some will be, you know, questioning, why are you calling me, right? I think at, so the ones that are willing to talk to you, I would quickly try to set up a coffee for the next time you're in town or they're in town, right? Geographically, there are a lot of leasing agents that don't go to their markets very often. So if maybe you live in your market, but they come to the market once every six months. So that's going to be difficult. Maybe you can meet with them at the next ICSE. Maybe if they're with a large company, you can do that. Or maybe they office out of their property. And you can say, hey, you know, let me stop by tomorrow. Um, but I think that sharing information is crucial. And a lot of times what I'll do now is if I get a call for someone that wants to lease space, let's say in one of my properties, and let's say it's a restaurant, and I don't have space because I don't have enough parking for any additional restaurants, I'm always saying, hey, have you talked to my friend Susan across the street at the tower shops? 
uh, let me give you her number, right? So if I can help her, she'll help me. You know, it, it's karma. It's good old, good old fashioned karma. So I'm a big believer in that. And I, I promise you, uh, it will be very helpful. So try to do that. And then having coffee or a cocktail, I think that's better than having lunch. So lunch in my world could take about three hours. By the time you leave the office, drive to the lunch, spend an hour and a half at the lunch, and then drive back. So I'm a big believer in coffee. And I like to reach out and say, hey, you know, do you want, can I come by your office? I'll bring coffee. Or do you want to meet for coffee? Or, you know, if they have a coffee place in their center, offer to meet there, spend money on their property, or vice versa. So, uh, and, and if you can create a little group, a little networking group, you know, maybe you call it, you know, coffee with the competition or the retail leasing lunch bunch, or if you want to do drinks, the competitive cocktailers. I just think that networking with a smaller group, especially if it's geographical as it relates to your submarket, um, then that would be great. We do a thing called uh, the dead deal meeting. And about once, twice a year, myself and about five other neighborhood leasing agents will get together. And our goal is to bring two deals that we weren't able to, to do in our submarket to the meeting. So if we're meeting with five people and we each bring two deals we weren't able to finish, that's 10 deals we bring to the table. What we find is one other person in the group, possibly whether it's a rent issue, a tenant improvement allowance issue, an exclusive issue, someone is going to be able to pick up one of those other leads and maybe finish it uh, at their property. Because these are prospects that were interested in our submarkets. And just because we weren't able to make the deal, that doesn't mean that one of our friends and competitors uh, couldn't also. So uh, we do that twice a year and we find it very, very valuable. And then the, the third chapter, chapter number seven, is called Hook Up with the Hottest Residential Real Estate Agent. And I think this is very helpful too, which I find that a lot of people don't do, is find out, and this really works well, I would say in more smaller markets. So I wouldn't be doing this in you know, CBD Miami, uh, you know, where there's 3 million people. Uh, but in Davie, Florida, where I might have a property or Plantation, Florida, you know, much smaller population, find the residential realtor and their branch office that is does a lot of business. And stop by, introduce yourself, give them your flyers, because we all know that many residential real estate agents want to be commercial real estate agents, right? They want to do what we do. So let's help them. So I drop off my flyers and say, hey, I just bought this new center or I just took over this new center in Plantation. Um, I see that you have a very active office in Plantation. I see your signs everywhere. Uh, do you have a weekly me meeting with your sales agents? Yes, we do. Do you mind if I give you a bunch of these flyers? Uh, if you guys know of any uh, 
uh, of your customers that might be looking for retail space. We'd love to pay you a commission. We'll pay you 50 cents a square foot or a dollar a square foot. You don't even have to work on the deal. All you have to do is give me the lead. I'll finish the deal. And when the deal's done, I'll send you a commission check. They love commissions. Um, we really don't want them that much involved in our deals because a lot of times, you, and you guys know, when you get the calls from residential real estate agents, how much are you charging? We tell them 20 triple net, what's that? Or we say 20 plus 10 in CAM, what's CAM? So, uh, but they have the relationship with the prospect and that's very valuable. So I, um, and I do, I do take my time when I speak to residential real estate agents. We just had a showing a couple weeks ago with a prospect and they brought two residential real estate agents who were partners and they didn't know what CAM was. They didn't understand that the tenant had to take care of their own build out, take care of their own air conditioning. So we, I took about 15 minutes to just explain some of the things to them and they were very appreciative and since then have called us twice more with prospects. Now, none of the prospects have signed up yet, but you know, being nice goes a long way and I but I do know it can get frustrated especially for those of you that get 30 calls a day on your, you know, 100 property portfolio. It's it probably impossible for you to take the time that I did. But I do think that in smaller markets, a lot of times the leasing, I mean, the residential real estate agent is married to the mayor or, you know, the husband is a council person or their, you know, their cousin is the economic development director. So uh, again, small towns hook up with the hottest residential real estate agent. I hope that these three chapters, the nuggets in these three chapters have helped you with my goal, which is to help lower your vacancies and increase your occupancies. I hope you enjoyed. If you need anything, don't hesitate to reach out, Beth at azoradvisoryservices.com, and I'll see you on the next podcast.